Brian Lee, Chief Investment Officer at Blue Zone Wealth Advisors. So let's talk about what's going on here when you look at the global picture and our markets here at home. You've actually been looking more to bonds than even equities. Why is that? Not necessarily looking to invest in bonds, but actually seeing what the bond market has done and translating over to what the equity market is doing. As of, um, call it 2022, we've seen essentially different stories here. The bond market continues to show uh, weakness while we've had pockets of strength here in the equity market. For example, we've seen <clears throat> huge outflows in, in high yield bonds. We've seen the 10 versus twos continue to compress. Last I saw was uh, you know, under 20 bips. And just back up like a week ago when Powell had his press conference, it was about at 25. And that dovetails off of nicely what the, a lot of the Fed members have done this week that have really in, reinforced their hawkish view. So we continue to look for look at the bond market to give us signals on what to do on the equity market, which we've remained very, very defensive. Wow. And we're actually outright bearish on the equity market right now. I see. I know you brought some picks with us today, but the truth is, and I know you've heard people saying that, there really is no alternative. You do have pockets of strength within equities where you do make some money, but you're not making a ton of money in other investments. And that's why people do turn to equities overall. I mean, you do have some concerns about, as you said, you could be bearish at times and, in fact, positioning the portfolio more defensively, right? You're concerned about the economy and gasoline prices. I was just in California this weekend and you noted over six bucks. Yeah, living in Southern California, certainly it, it's hurting consumers' pockets. And at some point, you know, consumers are gonna make behavioral decisions and, and change there. That's why we're, um, we've actually sold out of, of all consumer discretionary um, prior to the initial sell-off um, and, and re relatively uh, cautious on what we're gonna see potentially on an earnings deceleration coming into to Q1 numbers and more so looking for a Q2 guide. So earnings deceleration, we'll have a jobs report next week. I'm sure you're expecting the Fed to hike like everybody else. And that being said, you have names that you do like, such as Salesforce, completely different than the other names. So I am curious why Salesforce stands out to you. Yeah, so if you kind of go back to 2021, we had a stealth bear market um, while the indices really held up and did ex extraordinarily well. I think what you could see is the reverse here in, in 2022, where the indices don't really have a great year, but you could have um, certain individual securities do relatively well and, and outperform. Um, and so Salesforce, for example, single digit enterprise value to sales last quarter showed 27% growth. Their remaining performance obligations still north at 20%. We expect that to, to grow as they as they grow their backlog. But the main thing and the main overhang right now is them doing more transformative M&A. And Mark Benioff consistently said on the call that they're focusing on integration, particularly the Slack integration, and will focus just looking inward. And I think that should give investors, um, you know, so investors are, are rewarding that. Ah, okay. So, um, turning away from technology and going right to Williams, which is in the energy realm, tell me a little bit about WMB. Why do you like this one? 
Yeah, we initiated position in Williams back in January and have been relatively pleased with not only the share performance, but what management has done. I mean, Williams to back up transports 30% of the U.S. natural gas through the irreplaceable pipeline, pays roughly between a 5 and 6% dividend yield. Uh, on a valuation basis, uh, you know, between 10 and 11 times EBITDA, uh, we've seen private market transactions go in the mid-teens EBITDA. It's under-levered. Um, it, great balance sheet and the free cash flow continues to grow and not only grow, but accelerate that growth. So they'll either buy back shares or uh, rotate that capital into growing their, their uh, network. And then ultimately, last but not least, you have Brookfield. Tell us a little bit about Brookfield and why that one is important to you and that you're watching it. These are names that you're actually picking and investing in or thinking about investing in or advising, right? Yeah, correct. We we own all three of these these names um, in our in our portfolio. Mm -hmm. So Brookfield, a large alternative asset manager based in Canada, um, we've just seen robust capital raisings given the the fact that uh, interest rates are incredibly low and and a lot of institutional and we're now we're seeing them break into the wealth channel. Um, look for incremental uh, not only yield but total return. Brookfield, the CEO, Bruce Flatt, has put out a stated NAV of 80 to 90 bucks. A lot of CEOs do that, but we I actually believe what they say. And not only that, they're looking to potentially spin off parts of the business to close that uh, price to NAV gap. And on top of that, if you go back to 2020, they took out their real estate arm, Brookfield Property Partners, at roughly 18 to 19 per share where the stated NAV was 30, and they're now starting to monetize that and pick up that incremental value that's just going to flow to Brookfield Asset Management shareholders. At what point would you turn away from being slightly bearish to slightly bullish? What would turn your mind around a little bit? Uh, you know, mainly price. I think, you know, multiples continue to stay elevated at the indice level, and when we've seen that compression, everything tends to fall. On top of that, we're focusing on the Fed, right? A lot of people come on the show and say, on average, the stock market does well when the Fed raises rates, but we don't care about on average. We care about the, when the Fed has to move faster than anticipated relative, given the fact that there's 40 year inflation. And under those circumstances, equity markets tend to actually underperform and, and you get some nasty sell-offs. So at that point in time, if we saw a, a vicious sell-off, maybe the put call ratio spikes to one, um, we just saw a total drown, a drawdown, indiscriminate selling. You know, at that point, we're, we're, we would look to be buyers and deploy our, our cash, which is, is very, very valuable in those type of, of drawdowns. Without a doubt. Nice to speak with you, Brian. Thank you very much. A, a good conversation here. Ahead of another big, busy week next week, Brian Lee, Chief Investment Officer at Blue Zone Wealth Advisors. Thank you.